Hello, and welcome back to SaaS Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Mary and Brian, and this is episode 134. Brian, we made it halfway through March. You've now lived here for a year, and also it's daylight saving, so now it's actually light out while we're recording this podcast. So many good things happening. Yeah, lots of good things happening. Uh, to continue off the vibe, the good vibes, I should say, uh, you know, I completed my move. I am now in my new apartment. Old apartment is gone. Never to be seen again. <laughs> you can drive by it if you want to. I can drive by it, um, but for all intents and purposes, I'm not looking back. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm in my new apartment. Thanks to you and your parents, Mary, you helped me uh, move in. And mm-hmm. it was a very quick move, actually. It was all under about four hours. Uh, so everything yeah, just got... Yeah, so wait, my parents got the U-Haul like at nine o'clock and we were basically eating lunch by... One or one fifteen, so yeah, went pretty fast. Yeah, so that went pretty fast, and then fast forward uh, two more days today, uh, which would be Tuesday if you guys are listening to this uh, in the future. uh, I got my sofa, so now everything is set. Everything is set in the world of Brian. Uh, You know, I'm just very happy right now. We live approximately a three to four minute walk, depending on the elevators. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's very, very exciting. easy to hang out and very easy to watch uh, The Bachelor. Well, so. The Bachelor's now over, but we're going to talk about the finale. Well, it be easy to watch basketball. How about that? Yes, that is true as well. But yeah, today you got your couch. And so during my lunch break, I walked over, sat on it for a minute. Much more comfortable, out. much more comfortable than the old couch. And yes, then I walked pa- back. It passed the Mary's back test. <laughs> yeah. And it fits the room well, which is good because we had not ever uh, measured that apartment because you hadn't seen it before you moved in. Right. But yeah, that was uh, an exciting Saturday. That was one of the more eventful Saturdays I've had in the past year. Helping yeah. you move. Yeah, it was. And one of the one thing to note about the move is. So I've been working very hard on keeping, you know, my my tree alive. Oh, your Christmas <laughs> that, tree. My Christmas tree clarify. that I got in December. Um, and it was right now. It looks like half of it is alive <laughs> because I did not realize that I was supposed to rotate the tree. Apparently, so like half of it looks like extremely lively, and the other half looks like you know, like the needles are starting Dead. to fall off, which I guess might happen with these type of trees. Yeah, but. It looks very awkward. Like one side's looking luscious and green. The other side's looking, uh, yeah, like you said, dead. So I'm going to have to, I'm I'm practicing. I put it outside now that I have a deck and uh, hopefully it gets a full 360 uh, sunlight. Well, the thing is you don't get as much sun in your new apartment, so. Yeah, I know, but I'll I'll just let you know if I can nurse it back to health because I can't have it died on me, okay? (laughs) It's only March. You've only had it for three months. So you still have to make it to at least December. Yeah, it has to It has to get to next year. That's when it will be a success. You're going to have like the saddest looking Christmas tree if you make <laughs> it to December. It's just going to be like withered and tiny and like... It'll be a Charlie really Brown sickly. Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> but but you'll, okay. you'll be like, at least I, uh, I made it the year. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, my week was basically the same as Brian's. Helped Brian pack on friday night and then helped him move on saturday and then helped him unpack on a little bit on saturday a little bit on sunday and that's about it i mean 
Yeah. Not that much. didn't take up the majority of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, but it was good and it was something uh, to do, which is nice. But also on Sunday, obviously, it was Selection Sunday. So that was very exciting. Um, we watched part of it, but Gonzaga was just basically you know, listed immediately because of the overall number one seed. And so there really wasn't much for us to watch for the selection Sunday, um, especially because we didn't even, they didn't even announce who we were playing. Cause it's going to be against either Norfolk state or Appalachian state. Right. So our game is going to be played on a Saturday, which is good. And like you said, Mary, it's going to be against Norfolk or Appalachian state. One of and, the play-in games. And they're going to be playing games. And if you're interested in watching those, that's on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so our game's going to be at 6.20 p.m. Uh, on Saturday. On, on Saturday. Um, some interesting things to note about this, uh, the bracket is, well, like you said, Mary, during Selection Sunday, we were the first team that, to be announced. So we're like, oh, well, might as well turn it off. But no. <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, uh, with... They also remain number one this week. And so Gonzaga is the fourth team in the past 40 years to stay at number one for the entire season. Just just want to let you know another record was broken. And yeah, hopefully that, more I mean, that's, that's, continued. That's crazy good. And basically, we, we're in the western uh, quarter of the bracket. And some notable teams that we might want to uh, potentially oh, yeah. look out for would be the uh, Oklahoma against Missouri. So they're going to be the team that hopefully if we could beat the winner of Norfolk or Appalachian state, <laughs> okay, we'll be playing if we can't, either. We, we can't beat one of them. Then <laughs> what did we do all year? Yeah, I know, but we'll be playing either Oklahoma or Missouri. And so that's basically going to be our next game. And then the other teams that are in this, this quarter of the bracket, they're actually familiar. There are Kansas there's, and, and there's Iowa and there's Virginia. And those are all teams. So those are the three, four, and two seeds in this bracket. We're the number one, of course. And these are all teams that we played this year. So that's really mm. interesting. So it's going to be like a rematch. If we get a play against one or two of them, it's going to be a rematch again. Uh, so we'll know the team that we played against. And, you know, they're all really good teams. So, but we, so far, uh, you know, history shows that we're able to beat them. And I think this is about as good as a draw as we could hope as a, for all Gonzaga fans out there. And like, I believe if we make it a few rounds and BYU makes it a few rounds, we could potentially play them for a fourth time this season. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I haven't really watched that many BYU games, I should say, <laughs> but they did pretty good against us in the oh, yeah. WCC final. So they might be a little underrated actually. And they might be, you know, poised to have an upset or two, but we'll have to see. We shall see. But also wanted to mention that we have our own uh, bracket on the ESPN Tournament Challenge um, app or website. So you make an account and you can submit your bracket. You just join the SAS Stories and Sarcasm group. Um, I'll put a link on our social media. There is a link on our social media already. And then I'll put a link in the description of this podcast. And also there's a big link on the front page of our website, sasstoriesarcasm.com. Literally moved everything else down on our website so you can easily find this button to join <laughs> the group. And so you can submit up to one bracket into our group and we will be giving updates on who's winning. I think we have five people in the group so far. Um, and we'll be giving updates on who's winning each week of March Madness um, in our group. And then whoever wins in our group will get a $10 Amazon gift card. And Brian and I cannot win, so 
Yeah, so in the event where I win, which you know it's going to happen, Mary, we'll no. just give it to the second place person. Unless it's you, in which case we'll go to the third place person. I just remember like freshman or sophomore year, you were like, I am the master of basketball. And you were telling Nick Blackburn and I how you were just going to crush us in the bracketology. And then after the first day, like I was winning big time. You had, and I had picked the teams based on their logos and, and you had been doing it terribly and you were just like so confused how this could possibly happen. I'm like, it's March Madness. Anything can happen. Yeah, that's true. There's so many upsets. And, you know, I, I, I had done my research that year too. And I did my research this year too. I, I actually looked into the, like, okay. the team's records and their, their conferences, but that's the thing it. is I, <laughs> I didn't look into it. I don't usually look into it. And people are always like, oh, well, you probably are going to win. I'm like, no, I literally only follow Gonzaga basketball. So I don't, exactly know what's happening in the rest of the league i it's just as much of a guess for me as it is to someone who doesn't watch basketball at all and honestly i wrote a blog in my old job about how um people can also pick based on like team colors and like the most common team colors that win the championships and stuff like that and i mean people win based on like just guesses so there's not actually just just go for it you might as well throw your name in the hat to win a ten dollar amazon gift card right right it's all good fun you might you might win that ten dollar gift card and uh you know you're gonna see everyone else's bracket get busted early on as well (laughs) yeah so like i said you can just go on the espn tournament challenge app or website um and join our group and there's no password or anything but you can only enter one bracket if you have multiple um like brian does he has my pessimistic bracket, which I can't see what teams he's picked yet. I, I haven't filled that out. I, I actually okay. added a bracket, but I'm just saying, like you know, you can't <laughs> see other people's brackets until it closes before the first game. So I'm so you won't be able nervous to just steal about this their pessimistic ideas. bracket. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is Gonzaga losing the first round to Appalachian State and Northwood State? <laughs> no, I hope no. not. Um, Duke's not even in the tournament this year, are they? No, 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 they're not. Uh, they How do you feel about that? You know, it's the first time they haven't been in the tournament. I, I don't know, but at least a decade, I'd have to say. And mm-hmm. I, I am not heartbroken. I have not been following Duke basketball at all in the last two years, really. Uh, so it's, 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 I'm not heartbroken, Mary. I know well, you don't believe me, but let me just tell you, I am perfectly happy that Gonzaga's number one. And there's nobody else that I, mildly, I am, you know, somewhat rooting for. Duke's gone. So, well, now you don't have to Gonzaga. like watch the game alone in your apartment. Like when we played Duke when we were in college and everyone's watching the game in Crosby and you're alone in your apartment. Like Nick and I had tried to get you to come to no, the game. I was watched. hiding. I was hiding very. I know. And you're probably wearing a <laughs> Duke jersey too. So. No, I wasn't. I was just, uh, I just didn't want to get blamed if something bad happened. <laughs> well, we would blame you regardless. So oh, okay, you could have okay. just come to the game watch. <laughs> All right. Anyways, very excited about March Madness. Also very excited that the first game's not like in the middle of the day on a Thursday or Friday. I mean, I'm working from home, but I actually have to be working. I have to put 100% focus and energy into watching the game. So wouldn't be able to work <laughs> during that. So luckily, I think as the overall number one seed, they're going to put us at good times because they want the most amount of people to watch. So that's good news for us. <laughs> Won't be like having a game at like 10 a.m. on Thursday or something like that. Right, right. So, you know, now that basketball is finishing up, 
Bachelor also finished up last night. And so we're going to go over the finale episode and after the final rose. So it was three hours. It was a long one. Very awkward also. Um, so in the finale, both women, so there's two women left, Michelle and Rachel, and they both get to meet Matt's mom, Patty, and his older brother, John. So Michelle is up first and she tells his mom that she's in love with her son and his mom cries and she says that she can see Michelle as a part of the family. And then um, next up is Rachel and she tells John she believes Matt is other, her other half. And, you know, and then his mom also gets emotional again <laughs> um, because she can tell that Rachel's love for her son really means a lot. Um, and Matt also tells his mom that he likes how Rachel carries herself through the little things. And he says, quote, it's got to be a foreshadowing of how she's going to handle more important things. Now that in itself is foreshadowing what's going to come later in the episode when he, uh, what happens after that. Uh, both women basically seem to be winners in Matt's family's book. It's not a Peter situation from last year where uh, Peter's mom was crying, telling him, bring her home about one of them and hated the other one. Yeah, the mom was definitely invested in who he picked. <laughs> Matt's mom liked both of them. You yeah, know. that's good. Good mom. <laughs> um, and also uh, his brother really seemed to be pretty quiet, except for when it was time to say, Michelle, can I talk to you? And Rachel, can I talk to you? And then the rest of the time, he was just observing the vibe. At one point, <laughs> there was... he who was it? Rachel was talking to Matt's mom and there was piano music playing. And I was like, what if John's sitting in the corner play, playing the music, just look, picking up on the vibe? Yeah. Because it was a very uh, like somber uh, scene. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And, you know, they're, you know, it was kind of sad as well. So it was like slow piano music. <laughs> yeah. So they meet both the women and then his mom really stresses that he doesn't need to jump into something that he's not ready for. And now he's worried that he might, might not be ready to get down on one knee. And he tells this to Chris Harrison. And Chris Harrison's like, you know what? You're ready for this. Like, obviously, this is the whole purpose of the show. So Chris Harrison's going to gently, <laughs> gently or very not gently nudge him to propose because they have the deal with Neil Lane to with the proposal uh, ring, the engagement ring. So before all that happens, though, he has to have one last date with each of the women so he can make up his mind once and for all. So he goes on a date with Michelle and they rappel off the side of the building at Nemecolon Resort, where they've been gone. They've been all season long in the wilderness in Pennsylvania. And um, she was like, I've already fallen in love with him, so I don't know why I have to fall off a building. Um, <laughs> That's a pretty good line. So then at night, uh, she gives him matching basketball jerseys. So they could be Mr. James and Mrs. James. Um, but then that's basically when he cracks and he ends up breaking up with her. Like literally he gives, she gives yeah, him Yeah, she gives gifts. him a present. And he's like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she is just very confused and just, you know, he leaves her and she's kind of, falls apart it was very sudden and she clearly didn't see that coming um and then so then he's kind of torn up about that and he really doesn't know what he's going to do um but you know he sends her home and so there's one girl left just rachel and he cannot figure out if he should just date her or propose to her i mean those are very different 
very different um, situations. And so he actually decides not to go on the last date with Rachel, not because he wants to break up with her, but just because he needs to figure out what he wants to do. So he instead meets up with Neil Lane, the jeweler, and because he needs to get that product placement in, because I'm sure the show has negotiated that in. And he sits down to look at potential rings, even though he doesn't think he wants to propose. So he just picks one that he wants to hold on to just in case he randomly changes his mind. Yeah, a last second. Yeah, sure. I'll propose. Yeah. <laughs> just going into it. Just uncertain. Not a good sign. <laughs> it was very odd, but I think that they might've needed him to do that for some reason. Um, so then, you know, Rachel's confused about why he doesn't want to spend the last day with her. Like, she's like, what happened? Like, am I out? Like, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, so she was like getting her makeup on, getting ready to see Matt, like putting a lot of effort into her, her appearance. And then she gets a card under the door and she's like, or, no, no, she doesn't get a card on the door. She gets a knock on the door. She opens the door. And it's Chris Harrison. He's like, I'm sorry. Matt just doesn't want to see you today. <laughs> yeah. But doesn't like say why or like that. It is Michelle like, I'll let you know as home. soon as I know something. <laughs> yeah. Did he ever actually let her know? I don't know, actually. <laughs> um, but then, you know, later in the day, Matt's kind of decided, figured out what he wants to do. So he goes and talks to Rachel about his conflicting feelings and that he can't, you know, propose to her. But that doesn't mean that he wants to call it quits. And so they decide to date. And then after they decide to date, he says that uh, he sees Rachel as his future wife and wants, and the mother of his children. So I was like, is this a proposal or not? And I'm confused. Yeah, that's really weird. Usually when you look that far into the future, you're like, okay. I mean, if he's thinking that, then I I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Turns out he made the best decision at the time if he was going to pick Rachel to not propose to her. So, you know, that part of the... um, the first two hours of the episode ends and then we go to the after the final rose and normally this is hosted by chris harrison but because of his remarks from earlier in the season this year it was hosted by former nfl player and uh fox sports analyst emmanuel acho and uh he decides to um you know just ask matt how he's feeling about this he's just everything that's happened since the the season ended, which is a lot. Uh, Right. He did the standard, you know, the first, first 30 minutes I'd say was, it was like the standard, you talk to the bachelor, you talk to the runner up, you talk Mm -hmm. to the, the person he's proposed. And then they had to as well highlight basically the whole Rachel situation, which Mm -hmm. I thought he did a pretty good job. Like he, I, he, (laughs) <laughs> he reminded the audience what basically happened. Basically, Rachel was at a antebellum themed party in 2018. And, in 2018, and Matt only realizes this after he's deep into dating her, and he's very well. Yeah, yeah, because you know that all of this stuff is hidden from all the social media, and everything is hidden from. But the also, she didn't even know that what she had even done was even wrong. But right. So she says that she still loves Matt and she always will. And she reiterates that her like that she apologized to him. And then he comes out. He just can't seem to look at her and he is very quiet and he can't seem to find words other than just saying that he's very disappointed. And and he was 
especially disappointed in having to explain why this was problematic to her because she had no idea. Um, I don't, I, from my perspective, it didn't seem like they were on the same page at all. I think she had said she was doing a lot of learning and watching documentaries, movies, podcasts, uh, trying to learn more about the history. And so she thought maybe he would want to get back with her. Yeah, but, she seemed very optimistic, and I bet pretty much shut that down. I think she seemed pretty shocked that he was like couldn't even look at her, and like, uh, she grabbed his hand at one time, and yeah, because the, the host suggested they hug it out. No, no, that wasn't even that time. She, like, he just was silent, and she like grabbed his hand, and he kind of like pulled it away, and then at the very end, yeah, uh, Emmanuel was like, "Okay, do you want to hug?" and he just he didn't want to hug he didn't want to hug so I'm like, and i oh, think that really snap. like got to her she was like very thrown off so that really shows how they were not on the same page at all about how serious that was to him yeah and this is why you don't get proposed to or you don't propose like within the span of the bachelor you you always want to, you know, date a little bit longer so you understand who the person you're marrying this is, is going to be. <laughs> this is the 25th season of The Bachelor, and there's only one success story in the whole Bachelor franchise. The Bachelorettes, they have a better track record, but The Bachelor has only been one Bachelor who's ended up with his final pick. There's been other Bachelors who <laughs> pick a final pick and then change their mind, and then they end up in, you know, are fine with the runner-up, but that doesn't count for the actual success rate <laughs> so one out of 25 is not come on guys too good <laughs> and because of this, this i think they you know they this was this was supposed to be a historic season the first black bachelor turned out to be a mess yeah um, it really was <laughs> so they have decided they're gonna have a two bachelorette seasons back to back or filmed back to back so first there's gonna be katie who's the one from renton who who was on the season this season and she's the first uh washingtonian lead for the franchise i believe yeah you represent <laughs> and then michelle the runner-up from this season is going to be filming um and her episodes will be in or her season will be in the fall and chris harrison will not be hosting this these two seasons it will be two former bachelorettes Tasha from last season and then caitlin bristow from a few years ago so all of that should be very interesting to see Lots of changes, which I think are good. And yeah, then yeah, I, I agree. I, I, it should be interesting because it this is something new. I feel like this is yeah this this is going to give us a fresh look on the show. You know, it kind of gets stale over yeah. and over and over again. So this is probably a really good marketing idea, and we'll see um, if it pans out. One thing I wanted to end with is today, Tuesday, Matt tweeted. Google therapist near me. That's what he tweeted today. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> he's gonna, yeah, seems like he's very extra lost out of after all of this. Um, yeah, I'm just glad to have a break from The Bachelor because I think I said it a few weeks ago, this has been no break since like October <laughs> between The yeah. Bachelorette and The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so having a nice break enjoying March Madness. Yes. <laughs> that that seems like the perfect perfect scenario for everyone.
Did you know the American Heart Association recommends 150 active minutes each week to help with heart health? What if you could earn rewards just for being healthy? That's where Paceline comes in. Paceline is a free app that gives you rewards for exercising 150 minutes per week. Keep up a weekly streak and get even more rewards. Every week of your streak, the rewards vary. You can choose from gift cards from Amazon, Starbucks, Target, and more to discounts for products or services, and even donations to charitable organizations. Join me on Paceline. To get started, download the free Paceline app, connect it to your activity tracker, and use our referral code SSSPOD to start earning rewards just for being healthy. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks with titles from every genre. Audible titles play on nearly any device and allows you to listen to your favorite audiobooks anytime, anywhere. You can even switch between devices and it'll play from where you left off. Sass Stories and Sarcasm listeners can get a 30-day membership trial that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Just go to audibletrial.com slash podcast to start your trial and choose your book today. Now, this week, tomorrow, Wednesday, is St. Patrick's Day, so we thought we'd finish up this episode with some facts about St. Patrick's Day. So we should really be wearing blue on St. Patrick's Day, Um, though we've come to associate Kelly Green with the Irish and the holiday. The 5th century saint's official color was St. Patrick's blue, which was a light shade of sky blue. And the color green only became associated with the day after it was linked to the Irish independence movement in the late 18th century. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I didn't even know that. I always associated green with St. Patrick's Day, but I guess well, that's most people I, do. I guess I guess I can wear blue. Great, because I have about 20 times more blue stuff than green stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is excellent. Also, St. Patrick was not Irish. He um made his mark by introducing Christianity to Ireland in the year 1432, but he was not Irish. He was born to Roman parents in Scotland or Wales in the late fourth century. I did not know that as well. That's, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first year that uh, the New York City St. Patrick's Day parade will be canceled. No, last year, sorry. Last year was the first year and it started in 1762. So last year was the first year it was ever canceled. Which From is... 1762 to yeah. last year. Wow, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's quite the, you know, continuous, you know, continuousness of that event. It, it, do we know if it's going to be canceled this year? I did not look that up. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason behind Shamrocks. So according to Irish legend, the saint used the three-leaf plant, which is not to be confused with the four-leaf clover, as a metaphor for the Holy Trinity when he was first introducing Christianity to Ireland. All right. Um, and St. Patrick gets credit for driving all of the snakes out of Ireland. Modern scientists suggest that the job might not have been too hard. According to the fossil record, Ireland has never been home to any snakes through the Ice Age, <laughs> the island was too cold to host any reptiles, and the surrounding seas have staved off serpentine invaders ever since. And so, well, modern scholars think the snake St. Patrick's Drovery were likely metaphorical. 
Yeah, or he's just bragging. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> wow, I didn't know uh, Ireland did have snakes, or mm-hmm. at least back then. Who knows what they have now? They probably have some snakes now. But um, in, wow. two, in 2017, it was estimated that 13 million pints of Guinness were consumed worldwide on St. Patrick's Day. And in 2020, it was estimated that in America, overall beer sales would be up 174%. In fact, wow. that's the biggest day for bars in the country. <laughs> now, I don't know if last year alcohol sales were, beer sales were that extra because it was the beginning of a pandemic, but still, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, go out if you can and, or stay in and have a beer to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, according to Irish legend, St. Patrick was, wasn't originally called Patrick. His birth name was may win but he changed it to patricius after becoming a priest okay okay i, I don't mind saint patrick's day we called saint patrick's day it's a little, it's, easier it's a little bit better than saint maywin's day or saint patricius <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but anyways hope you guys all have a good rest of your week and good luck on saint patrick's day good luck to the zags and, good, and luck. good luck with everyone filling out their brackets. And I was going to say good luck to Matt James in his future. Oh, yeah, that guy <laughs> needs a lot of luck. <laughs> Bye. All right. You guys have a nice day.